Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Hello, my friend. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? So, yesterday, if you live in the United States, was Turkey Day, it was Thanksgiving, and today my family and I are going to get our Christmas tree. And I know it's November, but. This is a great structure for us because December we have swim meets and travel and finals and winter training and a couple of birthdays in our family. So December is quite a busy month. So we do it the day after Thanksgiving. We have time and I love the space of transitioning. We've got Christmas music going on. And the other thing that's special right now is my life is transitioning and I have our final kid at home is this has also been my older daughter coming back home for Thanksgiving. And we have this crazy dinner where we invite students, especially international students who don't have a place to go. They come and we have athletes and stuff. So our dinners just can be very riveting and sometimes brand new people that we've never met. A few years ago, we had this Danish woman who sent an email to my husband and said, Hey, are you the teacher that invites students over for Thanksgiving? She said, can I come? And he said, sure. And she's like, great. And I'm vegan. (laughs) It all worked out. He wound up figuring out something else, but she was so fascinated by the whole thing. She took all these pictures of the turkey. She thought it was the coolest thing ever. It was so much fun. So Thanksgivings are always interesting around here. Never a dull moment. Very nice time of people coming together. And I wanted to talk about today the power of gratitude. And it because even though we're thinking about it and we're thinking that, oh, the gratitude should be about Thanksgiving and we give thanks is we want to incorporate this into our lives all the time. But before we do that, I got a shout out to do. And this is from somebody from one of our people down under in Australia. It's one of my favorite countries. <laughs> I love, love Australia. Love it the handle, I guess, the iTunes handles, had enough 2018. I am sure there is one great story behind that handle. And had enough 2018 said, it is worth it. I love Corinne's podcast. It feels like I'm listening to a wise friend, an advocate, and a great coach all at the same time. Her stories help me better understand the content. And I'm loving the Wisdom Wednesday series. Well, Thank you for that information. We've been getting that feedback now that we have the contrast of not having it. We've been getting that feedback as you guys have been able to digest that. And I think there's going to be a Wisdom Wednesdays segment again in the future. We don't have that planned out right now, but we're going to bring it back. So for those of you that don't know what it is, make sure you sign up to receive emails and you will get notified and it's free. Okay. So now let's talk about gratitude. Years ago, this is decades ago, probably like, I don't know, I'm getting so old now that it all blends, but it's probably like 2000, 2002, I heard this quote and I was like, seriously, that's, well, hopefully you don't have any kids around because I'm going to swear. That is a bunch of new age bullshit. (laughs) I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't even understand what that guy's talking about. I understand what he means. And it was Dr. Wayne Dwyer. And who is brilliant, by the way, but he said, 
change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. And here's the thing that I do pay attention to because I know I have resistance. I know that about myself. I know that I'm skeptical. Those are my armors, like just to protect me and to keep me safe. And I've worked on letting go of that, not being as skeptical or judgmental or resistant. One of the things that I learned back then was when a message keeps coming back to me and we didn't even have like Instagram. So it wasn't like it kept scrolling through my feed. It just kept showing up in my life. Like, you know, it'd be listening to this or talking to somebody or a book or magazine. I have no idea because this is a couple decades ago, but it kept coming back to me. And one of the things that I learned back then was when this happens, Corinne, pay attention, pay attention. So I was like, huh? So then I started going, instead of this is new age bullshit, like, huh? What does he mean? Change the way you look at things and the way you look at things change. And hello, here I am in 2019, almost 2020, talking about mindset. I'm a mindset coach. This is what I do. We change our mindset. One of the ways to go about doing that is the power of gratitude. So I'm going to talk about that and being an avenue to get into there. So we're going to take a look at my life as an example. My family's probably going to be thrilled about this, but my life, right? So there's one version, like if I'm, when I'm really grateful, I can go, wow, I'm married to the love of my life. He gets me, he knows all of me, and he still loves me. There's all of me, like somebody else had said this unedited version of Corinne. It's like, yes, there's just all of me, right? I'm not this perfect person by far. I have children who I love, who are growing up into fine humans, making contributions in their world. It was so interesting. I was with my youngest daughter and we had a doctor's appointment and I was just kind of off to the side and she was talking to the technician. And I was like, look at her, look at how she like responds and is polite. Cause that's not the version I get to see. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, she's out in the world doing, you know, making her contribution. She's being responsible with the energy she's bringing into the space. Like, look at her. I was like, you are so darling. Look at you. So that's for my kids and my husband. And then work, like I get to do work I love, right? And I get to be a part of things that are bigger than myself. And like the monsters is a prime example of that. That's the gratitude side. And then let's talk about the shit shows that are everywhere. So a few weeks ago, my husband left on a road trip and he left a whole bunch of stuff for me to pick up. I was like, seriously, right? He got a package the other night and cut it open and just left it there. Like, have we not met? I don't like messes, right? But I could be like frustrated about that. And I'm not saying that I don't, but then I have to just remind myself like it will get cleaned up and it's okay. And I give myself permission that I don't have to clean it up. That is, I could focus on what I don't like, right? Or like with my kids who you know, I could focus on, oh, they're teenagers and I can barely get a hello out of them. But man, when they were four, they used to come running down the hallway when they come home because they want to come find me and talk to me and hug me and sit on my lap. And, you know, but I don't have that now, right? They're teenagers. They're like, no, we don't really need to talk that often. My work, while I love my work, obviously, obviously there is own struggles, right? One of the technology issues that my assistant and I are trying to figure out for one of the groups was like, how do we get this set up? And, you know, that's a struggle, right? There's always going to be struggles. I can love my work and there are shit shows everywhere. And then, you know, the aqua monsters, oh, the monsters, monsters, monsters. They are one of my biggest pain points. 2020, I think I'm really going to work on changing that story. 
But there's athlete issues, there's problems, there's parent issues, there's employee issues, there's facility issues, there's new online meat management issues, right? There's all those darn emails in my inbox. Like there are just shit shows. So I can focus on that and then indulge in that and how hard it is or how it's so cold outside to be on the deck or whatever, or I can be grateful. So depending on which story I focus on, it will change my story and my perspective of how I view my life. So here's the thing. When I was younger, I used to live in a lot of pain and misery. Like, remember, like I had the swampland of shame and I lived there and I would fondle my stories. And I started with these poor me stories and I would trap people to be in the swampland and have to, because they, you know, thought oh, I'm being a good friend or good person by hearing these stories. But I would sit there and I would fondle it. And that was my focus. And I was miserable. Now I work on cleaning up my mindset and really work on being more deliberate and having a growth mindset. And yes, of course, there's a fixed mindset. So if you listen to one of my Carol Dweck interviews, which we'll have links in the show notes, she's told me she's like, Corinne, I mean, that's like from 10 years ago, right? Corinne, there's not a fixed point. You're not either all growth or all fixed where there's a continuum. And so, yes, I manage my mindset and there's still the range, you guys, there's still the range in my brain, but there's so much less drama. And by doing my own mindset practice, by being very deliberate with my story and telling my truth, I have, as Dr. Wayne Dwyer has said, I've changed the way I look at things. So the things that I look at now change. So I guess I was wrong. It's not new age bullshit. (laughs) Because here's the thing. Let's look at the facts. My circumstances are I'm still married to the same guy. I still have children. I still do my work and I still lead the aqua monsters, but I'm in most of the time, less pain. And it doesn't mean that I don't go, I actually had that moment last night. There were some issues that came up and I was a bit like, I don't think I was blindsided because I always know that they could be there, but I was like, oh, it's coming back. And I didn't want to deal with it. And I was like, oh no, am I not going to be able to sleep? Because this would be stuff in the past that would keep me up at night. So Hugh Jamie, I was able to go to sleep. I had a good solid night's sleep. I've been able to figure out some stuff and I'm working towards things. And my brain wants to like dress for his tragedy, right? Like, oh my God, it's over. It's done. And I'm like, no, let's go back, you know, recommit to the best case scenario. I can figure things out. I'm resourceful. Things are already in motion in that way. So my pain is much less, but all my stuff is still the same. So the one thing I do in addition to managing my mindset is the gratitude piece. I use that gratitude piece. So one of the things that happened, and I used this years ago, my kids were little and it was so interesting because we're having dinner. We have family dinners. I said to my daughters when they're young, I said, Hey, let's say three things that we're grateful for that happened today. And my youngest, she was so cute. She was like, she still is cute. I think she was like probably five or six and she really liked it. And the next day she's like, so mommy, are we going to say what we're grateful for? right? I was like, whoa, what? So we did that. We started incorporating that practice and it allowed us to remember and focus on the good that occurred in the day. And you can imagine the drama of any family. It's like, we all have stuff, right? It could be losing your cell phone. It could be like not getting what you want. You'd have a grumpy child who is upset because they didn't get something that they wanted. And then you're sitting down for dinner. And then we bring out this gratitude practice. It's like, well, I'm grateful that, you know, you were gone last weekend. (laughs) And that's why it was really nice to have the constraint of it has to have happened today and helping them see that even when they had things that they were disappointed in, there were still things in their life that day that they could be grateful. And it was so cool because yesterday we haven't done this in a long time now, 
which is kind of a bit out of practice. But last night, my husband sat down for dinner and three of us were sitting there eating and, and he goes, Hey, tell me three things you're grateful for today. You know? And so my daughter said it and he talked about his and I talked about mine and it was like so nice. And we just sat around and we talked after dinner. It was such a nice grounding to do that. It's been one of my favorite practices. You're eating dinner anyway. So for those of you people out there who are like, Corinne, this sounds great, but I have no time. I get it, but you're already eating dinner and you can fill the space with this. And it's a great way to do it sometimes. And don't get upset. Like if your kid blows through it or people are rolling their eyes at first, my husband was like, seriously. And now look at him a decade and some later where he's like the one that's instigating it. So to this day, I think about what I'm grateful for. And I also journal about what I'm grateful for, because this allows me to focus on what I have and loving what I currently have so that I can go and create more of what I want, right? So often people are like, oh no, I don't want what I have. I want this out here. You have to want what you want to then go and create more of what you want in the future. Really, really important. Starts with gratitude, my friend. The other thing that gratitude really helps with is this comparison mode. You know this like, oh, well, they have such a nicer family than we do. Or, oh, she makes more money. Or, oh, her husband's amazing. And man, you know, mine just leaves stuff on the countertop, right? Comparison <laughs> leads to despair. We are great at comparing and despairing, right? President Teddy Roosevelt had said, comparison is the thief of joy, So gratitude is a powerful way to get out of compare and despair. Gratitude gets your mind focused. And by being grateful, you are practicing receiving all the extraordinary in your life. When I get grumpy about my husband, right, I've totally forgotten all the great things that he is, of who he is, of how we go through this world together. Forget about that. I don't even take into, you know, like he always walks in and he has a saying like, you know, that he, how he greets me. Right. But when I'm not in gratitude, I don't really receive it. But when I'm in gratitude, I can receive how he greets me. So I want you to test this out for yourself and you have a few different ways. So when you are in a place of comparison, this is a great opportunity to remember, oh, use the power of gratitude. And it can be as simple as in your brain of you say, I'm grateful for, boom, I'm grateful for fill in the blank. I'm grateful for fill in the blank. I like to say a minimum of three things. And here's why. Cause when I ask this question of my client, they give me one and it's kind of like whatever. And it, it may be like something like they've heard before or something they should be grateful for. Right. But as they say more, they get more connected to what they are really grateful for. And that's where the changing happens. Five is even better right? But we always have this like, Corinne, I don't have time. I get it. Five is even better. It doesn't take that long, right? You could have had your gratitude once already. And when you do this, you're going to have a lot of resistance. Just know that. And it's okay. When you make changes, there is resistance. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel comfortable. And what we've had happen is we've programmed these habits, these ways of being, and that is our normal And so now we're transitioning. I'm learning how to, my doctors have me drive a little bit differently with my hands. And every time I do, I'm like, ah, this doesn't feel right. (laughs) And I want to flip my palms back over. But he's given me the reasons. I agree with the reasons and it would be good. And I have to be really deliberate and it feels uncomfortable. This may feel uncomfortable for you. Just allow it. It's okay. Be okay with that. It's uncomfortable. It's like, I'm doing this and I have resistance and that's okay. And that, my friend, is true. It is okay. 
So do three to five and just say it. And you can say it out loud, say it to yourself, say it. That's one way to do it. They could be your life, your work, your relationships. Isn't it worth it? Like instead of living in this misery, but doing that, the other thing you can do besides verbally saying it or speaking it in your mind is at the start of the day, this is one of the things that I like to do is write down three things that you're grateful for. And I love writing because it helps cement things. It helps you reflect on it later and you can reuse it for another time. And also it's like so fascinating because we get it out of our head. It's like this decluttering, right? It comes down. It's like a to-do list. I love getting all the stuff that's in my head that's floating around. Oh, Karen, you need to do this and this and this. And I put it on paper and then I don't worry about it. I go to the paper. Okay, what's next? Okay, what's next? Okay, what's next? The beauty of the power of gratitude and writing it down, you remind yourself of what you're grateful for. And then when you're sitting there and you're in a piss piss mood and you're like so mad, you can go back to your journal and go, oh yes, I do have a lot to be grateful for. I heard Maria Shriver say once before that she is so grateful for waking up. Like when her feet hit the ground, she's like, I am so grateful. Thank you so much for giving me this day. And I think that's a fantastic one because what it usually happens, what do we usually say? It's like, oh, I don't want the day to start or, oh, I have so much to do or, oh, I'm so far behind, right? We, we wake up with dread instead of gratitude. So when we can wake up and say, Hey, I'm so grateful for my feet to be on this ground again today for another day. How does that change for you? And I imagine as I get older, I'm 47 now. And as I get older, I'm going to probably appreciate it more, but I'm really working on appreciating it now instead of like all of a sudden in 20 years going, oh my God, what happened to the last 20 years? Like really being present and deliberate now. And here's the thing, you're not going to do it right. You're going to forget days. It's all okay. Do the best that you can and then go back to it, right? When you start out your days this way and you write it down, I invite you to watch and notice how does your day flow? Now here's a disclaimer for all of you that have this like transactional mindset, you're like, okay, I'm going to do that. And then everything's going to be fantastic in my life. It's not the fairy godmother, you guys. It's absolutely not. But it will, however, allow you to be resilient and increase your capacity of dealing with all the shit storms that come down your way. And then the next thing you can do is at the end of the day, write it down or discuss the three things you're grateful for that day. Like we do with my family at the dinner table right? And that's something we've gotten out of practice of, but you can do that. And one of the beautiful things is sharing it with someone you love. So that's just an example of a great way to be responsible for the energy you bring. So my friend, gratitude is powerful. It really will change the way you look at things. It's not new age bullshit. Thank you, Dr. Wayne Dwyer. It will change the way you feel about your life. It will change your relationship with yourself. And what I mean by change, it will just improve it. It will change your relationships with others for the better. And it will change your work. So go out and practice and implement and incorporate this power of gratitude in your life. Before I go, do you want to be more confident for who you are, for who you are and what you have to offer? And as we go into 2020, into this new decade, being confident in what you have, Be confident in what you really, really want. I have a couple of coaching opportunities where we will work on that. You can apply for coaching. There's a link in the show notes. 
and we'll reach out to you. All right, until next time, I'm smiling big for you. I have an awesome opportunity for you to save your brain juice. Go subscribe to this show in iTunes or whatever medium that you use. That way the show is always there waiting for you and you don't have to waste any precious brain juice to remember of, oh, I need to go find it. Where is it? Or wait for it to download. It'll be there waiting for you. Go hit subscribe. The link is in the show notes. On a lake, she is dreaming. She is drifting. Never been so wild.